Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. 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 And the Half Drunk Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Emily. And this week is chapter 35. We solemnly swear that we are up to no good. Yes, as per usual. So Mischief is not managed this week because we are diving <laughs> in to an episode dedicated solely to the Marauders because we are doing our deep dive into the Prisoner of Azkaban this yes. month. So we decided to... Have a prequel to that episode with the prequels that we so dearly are wanting, which is of the Marauders. Yeah, so this is just going to be like an overview of the Marauders, because obviously we could have, you know, a whole series just dedicated to them. But we thought it would be fun to kick off our Prisoner of Azkaban. That idea um, has a lot of potential. Yeah, it does. Our Prisoner of Azkaban series, um, and just have a little bit of background about these characters, of what we do know. Um and then a little bit of fun fan theory. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, our drink of the week is simple because I am moving. So, <laughs> <laughs> I can't have all the bells and whistles this week. So, we just chose red wine. Um, you know, what kind of red wine are you drinking, Sam? Um, <laughs> funny you should ask. <laughs> um, because... I actually was on vacation this past week, so um, I had someone watching my place and my dog, and we are ye of simple taste, so I got her the Cab Sav Boda Box, and there's nice. some leftover in it, but, you know, to spice it up a little bit, I am drinking out of my birthday gift Aww, from Emily. So cute. Which is my mischief-managed wine glass. It is adorable and perfect. And on theme. So there you go. Definitely on theme. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yes, it's perfect. I am also drinking a Cab Sav, just simple cab salve nothing special so i guess our drink of the week is cab salve um but yeah so we don't always have to have a complicated drink it's been a while since we've been simple cab salves are complex and dynamic they are they're delicious (laughs) and delicious just like us just like me yeah just like us um yeah and also i think we should comment real quick on our little commission sketch that we got um it is adorable and so cute yeah so for sure it's beautiful all right so moving in shag mary kill our shag mary kill are marauders minus peter pettigrew because like why would we waste our time obviously we would that answer is clear enough yeah so shag mary kill james Sirius lupin okay so this one is again like hard for me just like the hufflepuff one was because right and this kind of like ruins our question of the week but lupin is probably my favorite marauder just because of his sort of like not to put a pun in this like lone wolf type of personality and his didn't yeah his like seriousness <laughs> and his somberness i just like connect to him as like an introverted person but right. i really think that the reason that i like him so much in his like relationship is because it's with tonks and 
Yeah. I like as much as I love Tonks, I don't think that I'm necessarily like her, so I don't think that I could work with him. Like we would just be two downers and bring each other down all the time. So right. I would kill Lupin, sadly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would shag James and marry Sirius. Um Yeah, I would marry Sirius, kill James, shag Lupin. What's your just to switch it up. What's your reasoning? Well, Sirius is my favorite marauder, again, teasing the question. And I think our personalities would work really well together because he is a jokester like James, but I think he also has a bit more complexity to him than James did. Yeah, same. That's why I would marry him. Yeah, so I feel like I would need both sides of that Mm -hmm. um, in a relationship. And then, like, I don't know. I just, James's character is just not super appealing to me. I do think he grew up as um, as he grew up, right, obviously. Like, he didn't stay a bully. He, like, but matured, like, yeah. Right. But, yeah, I guess if it was between the two of them, I would shag Lupin. Okay. I don't know. He's more mysterious, I guess. Yeah. That's my reasoning. I don't no, know. No, <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's, it's just hard. Right. I mean, any of these choices, I feel like, are good choices. So, you really can't go wrong this week. So... Correct. All right. Moving on into our question of the week, we asked who everyone's favorite marauder was. Um, so I'm not even <laughs> really waste time going <laughs> and naming all of them because pretty much it was divided pretty evenly between Lupin and Sirius. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of James, and then someone on Facebook actually dared someone to um, comment Peter Pettigrew, and no one has. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Peter Pettigrew wouldn't be anyone's favorite just because he, like, sold out his friends and ended up being a oh, rat. He's a fucking no rat. Intended. Yeah, he's just a rat. Right. So we already said our favorites. I mean, I think Sirius was a great friend, and I think he could have been, and he was, a great father figure to Harry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also had to endure. I mean, they all had to endure a lot. James, not as much as the others. But I think just keeping a semi-sane head while in Azkaban for 12 years, yeah. knowing you're an innocent man, like, you have to be a badass, strong person to well, do that. Well, not even that. Like, like, yes, that. But also the fact that, like, his entire family was in Slytherin and he was in Gryffindor. And he had right. to endure living in that house and putting up with his shitty family even before Hogwarts. I feel like he sort of related to Harry more in a way than Harry's own father did with, like, his exactly. upbringing being so tough. And, like, Hogwarts was more his home, just like Harry. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Mm-hmm. So he definitely has that complexity. And through all of that, he still is the one to make everybody laugh and smile and joke and play. Right. Which I think is why he's honestly not only my favorite marauder, but if I was to do a definitive list of my favorite characters, I think as I reread Prisoner of Azkaban, he's on, he's up there. I mean, he's just such a good character. And I, again, this is why I want the backstory and the prequels, because <laughs> I feel like I would love his character How even many times more. must we demand it? <laughs> We're a broken record <laughs> yeah. at this point. Although, so many people are so mad at J.K. Rowling for like, tweeting really strange things and like things no one asked for um but i will just say this yes no one asked for the information she's giving but she's giving information so like 
kind of a double-edged sword. Right, yeah. We take what we can get. But I just wish she would give us the prequels. All right. So anyways, we'll start with what we know, what we've been given. Yeah. Is that James and Sirius actually met on the Hogwarts Express, and they were sitting in the same carriage as Lily and Severus Snape. So right. awkward. it's awkward, and it's also like sets the tone for the rest of their relationships moving forward Mm -hmm. and then after they were sorted into gryffindor they quickly bonded with remus lupin who and this is why i love lupin he takes pity on people he had taken pity on poor little peter Pettigrew. at this point we can kind of like peter because he's kind of like the neville character yeah yeah i mean yeah i'll get into that later (laughs) at this point peter hasn't done anything wrong so you know no shame in taking pity on peter and then the four of them just become inseparable then james quickly becomes a quidditch star and sirius is the kind of bad boy cedric diggory of hogwarts not that cedric diggory was a bad boy but you know the popular good-looking one He's a rebel who was proudly defiant of his family and his family Slytherin affiliation. Remus was the brains of the operation. He's the one who tried but mostly failed to keep the others out of trouble and towing the line. And then Peter, of course, was the little tag along and always looking up to them and following in their footsteps, but kind of just being their loser friend. Right. I think the reason why, like, because when we first learn about Harry's dad, right, we learn about him through Harry's eyes. So everyone thinks your dad's a hero. And then he gets this awakening where he finds out that his dad and Sirius and I, I can't see Lupin really being a bully, but then they're bullies. And, you know, they bully Snape, but they probably also bully other people. Um, Lily referred to James as an arrogant toe rag at mm-hmm. one point. So, like, their relationship wasn't very good, to say the least, because she was friends with Severus at this point. But I think the thing you have to keep in mind when talking about the Marauders is they're literally Fred and George. They are cracking jokes probably about everyone at everyone's expense out of good fun. Yes, they were bullies. Well, I feel like James and Sirius are Fred and George. Right. I feel like Lupin, like... He doesn't say anything. He, like, silently shakes his head and, like, snickers with them because, like, these are his friends. They're, like, really loyal to him and have seen him through a lot of shit. So he's not going to stop them, but he's not going to approve of them. You know what I mean? He's, like, the super old soul. But I feel like, yes, they were bullies, and I'm not defending their actions at all because, you know, everyone has had a bully at some point. But I feel like they were also just kids. And I think that the important thing to take away is how close they were as friends. Mm -hmm. Because Lupin came to Hogwarts as a werewolf and scared that people would find out and hate him. And because that's what people did to werewolves. They went underground, basically. But rather than, you know, not being his friend anymore, they found a way to turn themselves into an Magi. And roam around the grounds and explore Hogwarts and keep him company in the Shrieking Shack. Yeah, they found a way to include him in everything by kind of becoming like him so that he didn't ever feel like he was an outcast. And I think also, like, their bullying of Snape clearly came out of the fact that him and Lily were friends and James clearly had a crush on Lily. I mean, that's really the core of it. Yeah, that's how he tried to get Lily's attention all the time. It was like, oh, you like this kid? Well, I'm going to show you how I'm better than this kid. Which, like, I, you know, 
I feel like we have the same moment that Harry has in the series and also in our lives. Like, we grow up and we realize that our parents are human and that they're not perfect. And especially, like, little kids, like, they always look up to their father, right? Like, your father is your hero for a lot of us when we grow up. And then we grow up and we realize, oh, maybe I've been putting this person, whether it's your father or your mentor or your mom or your grandfather or whoever up on a pedestal and you realize oh nobody's perfect and I feel like that was really crushing for Harry because everyone always said how like he was of his father and he always defended his father and he really only heard one side of the story his entire life from people who knew his father and of course they're only going to say good things about him because he like tragically died and he was a very good wizard but then you just have this moment where you come to, like, grips with reality that I feel like we all had with him. And I feel like that was so important in the series for Harry to have that kind of, like, coming-of-age moment where he realizes that, like, he can't just rely on James to always be his hero because James had his flaws as well. And I think it was really important that she made James like that to show Harry that. Right. Same. I agree. And I think also... Not only was it important for him to realize, oh, my parents are human, but I think it also kind of maybe put stuff into perspective for him because he was also just a kid right. at that point when he found out. And, like, you know, Harry, I wouldn't really classify him as a bully. I mean, at times, yes, like, he got annoyed with Colin or would, you know, chuckle at Neville's expense, but I never really see him as being a bully. But that could really check you to, like, look and see how you're treating mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. So I think, you know, it definitely I had the moment where I hated James for a really long time. Um, But you just have to realize he was a kid and he more than I feel like made up for that in his adult life. Right. Um, As short as it was. Right. So after graduation, um, James and Lily got married at 18. And then all four of the Marauders were recruited into the Order of the Phoenix. However, all was not well because they were at war, obviously. Mm -hmm. So after the prophecy came to light, Harry was targeted by Voldemort, and we know that. And the Potters went into hiding at Godric's Hollow, and taking the advice of Sirius, who is the most loyal friend in the entire world, um, because obviously he would be the target, and he didn't want to betray his friends in any way. Right. Um, They appointed Peter Pettigrew as a secret keeper. But, unfortunately, Peter had turned into the spy for the biggest bully on the playground, quote-unquote, and saw the golden opportunity to win his favor. So I think it's important that we realize something about Peter. Everyone thought he was dumb, but, like, he clearly wasn't. Because he turned himself into an animagus. Like, that takes a very gifted wizard to do. And also, he has this constant need to be with the most powerful group and to be accepted. Yeah, he just follows the power. He wants to be associated with the power because of his fear. Like, he is driven by fear. Right. And I think it's important to realize that Peter is probably the most human character in Harry Potter. Hmm. Because that's a very, like, common thing for people, I feel like. I mean, you can look at any situation and see this trait in people and I feel like oftentimes you know like when you were in high school you wanted to be a popular kid yeah maybe 
I mean, I didn't because I thought I was cool in my own right. But some people did want to be, you know, with the popular crowd, quote unquote. Or they're afraid of being the loser who sits alone at lunch and is super into like... Exactly. Like you're afraid to be the outcast. So Peter took it upon himself to make sure he was never the outcast. And also that he was on the winning side of history in his mind because, you know, it's the most powerful wizard who has ever been besides Grunewald. Um, So I just, yeah, I mean, I think it's important to realize how human Peter Pettigrew is. (laughs) Because, yeah, it's so easy to hate him for, like, betraying his friends and everything, and I, I get that. But I also think that, like... They were at war and things get confusing. And I'm not making an excuse for him because I think he's an awful person. I'm just saying that he I, they should have seen it coming. Right. I mean, I get that. But my question is how did this man, did this child, this like human who was driven by their constant need to be accepted and afraid of not being accepted or afraid of being on the wrong side of, like, the winning team. How was this person in Gryffindor? Well, I did a little research on that. Okay. So the Sorting Hat apparently took a very long time to place him in Gryffindor. I feel like he'd be in Slytherin. Yes, I do too. And that's the way the Sorting Hat was apparently leaning. But remember in a past episode when you said Gryffindor's are usually in Gryffindor because they asked to be put in Gryffindor. Yeah, like that last was our week. last episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that probably is what happened. Like, I'm not really sure what order they got sorted in, but he probably saw Well, Remus I mean, if it's, if it's alphabetical, because it's supposed to be alphabetical, in the books at least it's alphabetical, Remus would have gone first Exactly. Yeah. He was the only person who had befriended him and taken, taken pity, pity on, on him. him. Yeah. So I he was probably like, sense. well, I want to be with this guy. And, you know, like, I kind of get that, too, because it, huh? It's like, damn it, you're smart. (laughs) I'm a Ravenclaw. Um, Because, you know, like, I get it. Like, when you're a kid, if you're in an uncomfortable situation, or even now, when I go to, like, networking events and stuff, you want to be with someone you know. You don't want to be by yourself. Yeah, definitely. That's human nature, of course. Yeah, and I think, again, (laughs) I think it's just driving the point home. (laughs) He's just extremely human. I do think he's spineless, and I don't like him at all, but I... As an adult, like, I it, I kind of get it. I mean, I would never do that. I, I'm more, like, serious. Like, I would rather die than betray my friends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I get it. But thanks to his human nature or his lack of spine, really, his betrayal, James and Lily were murdered trying to protect Harry. And after this betrayal, obviously, we know the rest of the story. And Sirius eventually breaks out of Azkaban and tries to enact his revenge on Peter. And clearly it doesn't go as planned. And we know the rest. And gosh, I mean, we'll get into this in our Prisoner of Azkaban episode. But God, there's a lot of freaking clues in Prisoner of Azkaban already. I'm only halfway through about freaking scabbers. Yeah, I mean, Peter Pettigrew... Just, you know, to finish out the what we do know part, he got what he deserved. Oh, yeah. To be choked yeah. by his own hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> he got it. He got what he deserved. And, you know, I think that, and we'll get into this when we review the movie, but I think the way they portrayed his character was perfect. 
Oh, so. yeah, I do too. I mean, he is just the embodiment of a little rat. Like, you just right. can't help but to hate him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, no offense to the actor, but he did a phenomenal job. He did. So, some interesting facts are that each of the Marauders and Amagus reflects their personality in some way. I love this. I love so, this. <laughs> She's a genius. She really is. Um, one of the most memorable aspects of the Marauders' friendship is that James, Sirius, and Peter all choose to become anime guy to keep their werewolf friend Remus com- company during his time of the month, which is, like, my favorite thing ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and in typically clever, if slightly obviously J.K. Rowling fashion, each of the animals they end up turning into reflect their respective personalities, just like the animal mascots of each of the Hogwarts houses reflect what each house stands for. So, sure, Lupin's werewolf form means that he's more likely to eat people alive, but wolves are also often symbols of guardianship and familial loyalty, and those are traits that he has exhibited both in his relationship to his fellow marauders and friends and in his mentoring of Harry, also to his future family with Tonks and little Teddy. Oh, Teddy. I love Teddy. And then Sirius, likewise, was a firmly loyal, courageous, vigilant, and faithful, just like man's best friend, just like a dog. Um, James was a stag, which is frequently a symbol of royalty or leadership, and a lot of people see James as, like, the leader of the Marauders, and also he was, um, like, on the Quidditch team and just... He came from pure blood family and just he everybody. Boy. He was a head boy. Everybody looked up to him. He was just a leader all the time. And then on the other hand of that, like complete opposite side of the spectrum is a rat, which is a symbol of uncleanness and impurity. And Peter, after all, literally did rat out his friends to Voldemort. So in retrospect, the rodent he turned into should have probably tipped his friends <laughs> off that he was maybe not such a great guy like who chooses to turn into a rat i mean you know like when you first read the books i think you are like oh it's because it is a super small animal and easy to turn into maybe but then when no you i didn't out, ever think that you did it like I ew did. gross why would you do that like at least be something like, oh, more well, that interesting. makes sense i guess no like, i don't know at least be a squirrel at least be a cute rat <laughs> like me coming to terms <laughs> with your patronus yeah i i just love this i i think that these characters perfectly represent them um but yeah i don't know and it's also interesting that then that's what their patronus is so yeah that they, that's very interesting which came first right <laughs> the phoenix or the flame that like begs the question like how can you just choose your patronus or did they already like know the patronus charm i don't know and somehow were able to make their anime guy into whatever their patronus was so that like that's why they decided which animal they wanted to turn into i don't know it's interesting interesting question but another interesting fact is that they all died in the opposite order in which they appeared on the map. Mm, mm-hmm. So when Harry first opens the Marauder's map in Prisoner of Azkaban, he's greeted with the cheeky introduction from Mrs. Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs, 
and by the end of the series, they all died at the casualties of Voldemort's, um, well, first, you know, the first war, yeah. and then when he came back. So, in a strange twist of fate, or plotting on J.K. Rowling's <laughs> part, <laughs> the characters passed away in the opposite order in which they were introduced to us. So, Prongs, um, James, died in 1980, and then, um, Sirius died in the Order of the Phoenix, which I, that whole scene, I think they did beautifully. Um, yeah. Just because Lupin, you know, is losing his friend, but also, like, has to comfort Harry, and it, it's just, it gets me every single time. I do wish they would have had him, because in the books when he died, and we'll obviously point this out later, but we'll say it now too, um, he's laughing. Yeah. And he's not in the movies, but I I think that's just beautiful. And I think the way he went out um, is just perfect of his personality. I mean, he went out laughing. That's just a very serious thing to do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, then Wormtail, a.k.a. the super jerk. <laughs> the <laughs> rat Peter Pettigrew. He died by his own hand um, that Voldemort gave him after he had served his purpose of Voldemort's servant. Um, mm. And then Mooney tragically died mirroring James at the bo- Battle of Hogwarts, um, leaving behind Teddy. So I get why she did that. I wish she wouldn't have done that, but I understand that, you know, it needs to be a mirror. Yeah. But she has never commented on whether or not it was intentional, but... I would assume that it was. I don't think this woman does anything unintentionally. I mean, so. from what we've learned about her, it doesn't seem like it. Maybe that was just like a not-so-happy coincidence. Maybe that right. was just like a subconscious thing on her behalf. But It does sound good that way, so maybe it was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then another thing is that all of their deaths are connected. So throughout the course of the series, a lot of the characters obviously die, and... Unfortunately, many of them die because they are choosing to protect Harry and his friends from Voldemort. And while the Marauders were all tied together, not only by their friends and their time at Hogwarts, they also shared another um, unplanned connection, which is that they all died trying to protect Harry, the boy who lived. So, James was avatakadavid by Voldemort while he was trying to block Voldemort's path to his family, Lily and Harry. He was down at the door trying to hold him off, and he told Lily to run upstairs and to take Harry, and basically just, I will die down here and give you some time. Um, But, I mean, they all knew knew it was futile. They knew they were going to die. They knew they were just, like, holding off the inevitable. And that's what you do when you're a parent. You try to protect your kid, right? Right. Sirius also died protecting Harry by putting himself in front of Bellatrix's wand and lost his life as a result. And he was giving Harry and Harry's friends a chance to escape the Death Eaters by doing so, which it was Harry's fault that they were there in the first place. Harry slash Voldemort's fault. He fell into Voldemort's trap. But I definitely understand why Harry I'm going to blame it on so, the Horcrux. So hardly. Yeah. Um, then Lupin, at the Battle of Hogwarts, engaged Dalahov in battle to distract him in order to let Harry continue on his quest to destroy 
the horcruxes because he knew about it he knew what he was going after and i mean all of the orders were there all of the order of the phoenix were there trying to protect everyone at hogwarts and it was the last battle you know like this was the time to fight and unfortunately lupin was probably so busy trying to protect everybody else that he got snagged and then even peter pettigrew who worked directly for voldemort and this kind of is it's not really like it it doesn't completely make up for the fact that he was such a douchebag but (laughs) and is the reason his parents are dead Right, but in his final moments, he died because he couldn't bring himself to strangle Harry in the Deathly Hallows. So, I mean, yeah, that was because Harry, like, saved his life and he owed him a debt. And I think that does show something about Wormtail, that he did actually care about James and his friends, but he was just such a little rat that, like, his fear was more important. But in the end, he couldn't or he waited too long to make the decision to strangle harry so he was strangled by his own magical hand but yeah that doesn't change the fact that it doesn't change the fact that he is the reason that harry grew up as an orphan exactly and that his life is a living hell and ultimately led to the deaths of the other marauders too of basically everyone else in the series in some form or or other i he really is. I mean, Peter, he, yes, he's human, but he also betrayed all of his friends. Like, he is the reason they are all dead. And I, you know, there's really no coming back from from that, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I also think that, like, even if Peter hadn't betrayed his friends, someone like not would've. saying that it was, someone would have, Voldemort right. would have found a way to get to Harry. Exactly. Like, I mean, it, would, it might not have been that powerful. night, but it would have been... Like, he would have gotten the information out of someone. Like, this story was still going to go in that direction. There just might have, like, Sirius might have been saved and might not have gone to Azkaban and, like, certain other little things. There was a parallel alternate universe where Harry's still an orphan, but But maybe (laughs) he was a little bit happier. Yeah. Right. But also then he would have been cocky. So, <laughs> well, you growing know. up with Sirius, how could growing you up with Sirius, knowing you're famous, I mean, come on, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's some. That's what we know. Those are some interesting facts. There is a popular fan theory out there that um, Lupin <laughs> and Sirius were in love with each other. Um, I, you know, would all be all for this. As you guys have listened to the episodes, know that I would probably be all for this. But I'm not buying it. I think that, you know, they were just very close friends. I think it would be very easy to read into any of these male friendships as romantic um, relationships. But I see them more as Fred and George or even Harry and Ron a little bit. Um, So I'm not buying that. Yeah, I mean, I would... would be more inclined to buy into it if it was just like Sirius was in love with Lupin yeah I could see that I think maybe if like they joked about it it was just because that's the kind of person Sirius was yeah but I'm just also just so in love with Lupin and Tonks like as everybody here knows (laughs) that they are like my favorite relationship 
Um, that I just can't really, I can't see Lupin like really being open to any sort of relationship romantically, like especially at that age when it took Tonks so much convincing, and then even still he wasn't completely for it until she finally about smacked him over the face. She's like, "Listen "Listen, here, pal, you're gonna love me and you're gonna fucking like it." And I can't see him as a teenager, you know, not having control over his situation. Especially when you're so insecure already. And yeah, vulnerable and just like not at ease with who you are as a person. You don't know, you don't know who you are as a person. You're not confident. I can't see him like being willing to let somebody else love him. Not that I don't think that he couldn't love somebody else. I don't think that he would have been able to receive it from exactly anyone if it wasn't that sort of like brotherly friendship love which clearly was like his lifeline at hogwarts so which everyone needs good friends and i think that these four growing up needed to have each other to fill some void and give us those prequels (laughs) okay i would love if they just did like a series a tv series well there's apparently like a short film um, that I haven't watched, but maybe we could watch and review. Excuse me? It's like a fan-made thing. Um, but we should watch hmm. it, and I think we should review it as an Question. episode. But How can people make fan-made episodes or shows or movies or whatever without Warner Brother coming down with their heavy hammer? I mean, how can we do this podcast <laughs> without Warner Brother coming down with their Fair heavy Fair point. Hammer? Well made. I don't know. Still, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a different level of production value. That's true. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think we should watch it because I've never watched it. Oh, um, fuck yeah, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> just out of holding out for J.K. Rowling. But, yeah, it should be interesting. So, yeah, that kind of wraps it up. Um, thank you for being here. Um, be sure to follow us on social media at HP Half Drunk on Instagram and Twitter and like us and follow us on Facebook at Harry Potter and the Half Drunk Podcast. Mm-hmm. On our Instagram, we are chucking our way through mischief managed madness. Um, <laughs> there's been some interesting matchups and interesting results. Yeah. But it's really fun to watch that unfold. And we're getting down, getting down to it. So. That's yeah. fun. That is on our Instagram, like I said, on our stories. Everyone you can um, every day. send their positive vibes to Emily because Ron got yeah, y'all, voted out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, I get it. If he's going to lose anyone, it's going to be Ginny. But yeah. Like, sorry, I, was, I voted for Ginny. I know you did. Yeah, I, I know. saw it. Yeah. I, w- I was devastated. I thought I about like, you, though. On. I thought you about go. you the whole time I was voting for Ginny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew it was likely to happen right because you know upsets happen in this tournament and it was tough yeah yeah and some of our matchups have been super easy like mcgonagall versus colin creevy but like that happens in this (laughs) tournament too it's not even fair yeah i mean that happens in march madness like sometimes the underdogs are just clearly gonna lose right so sorry but also everyone send their positive vibes to emily as she makes a huge major life move to California. Yes, yes. To the Golden State. I am moved. I am figuring everything out, so <laughs> it won't be an interesting ride. 
We're going to have some late nights here on the East Coast when we're recording, but that's okay. (laughs) Yes, managing that time difference. But yeah, and then I guess also if you want to support us, you can on our Patreon page. Um, You get extra episodes and you get to tell us what you want to listen to. So patrons, um, tell us what you want to listen to for (laughs) the next Please. few months and we'll get that out to you you also can participate in polls and tell us what you want to drink and yeah it's really fun so consider doing that if you want and yeah have a good week have a good week mischief managed mischief managed